This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 143. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 143. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms. Today, we're going to talk about how to harness more energy. And I was kind of laughing when I was putting together my notes for this show because I thought, oh, this is so perfect for summertime. Like we need more energy during the summer because things just feel a little frantic and frenetic and like we're kind of being pulled in different directions. And some of that's exciting, but some of it's exhausting. And that can just be conflicting with our energy sometimes. And then I thought, you know, when it's not summertime, we need more energy because it's like dark and gloomy and maybe bad weather, maybe we need more sun and we don't have that kind of energy. So then I realized, okay, so basically year round, we just need to talk about how to harness more energy. So this episode will stand the test of time because you might need more energy this summer, but you're probably also going to need more energy when we turn the corner into fall and winter as well. So I'm excited to talk about this. I also think that One of the best things about this episode and this topic is that it really empowers you to take control of your energy and to rather than just think like, oh, I feel tired and I need more coffee and those kinds of thoughts, which we often pull into our heads when we are reaching for coffee and sugar and those kinds of things. This gives you a little bit of power. This gives you the power to say like, okay, I'm feeling a little down today or I'm feeling a little tired, a little low energy. And here are some things that I can do to turn that around, to impact that and to really have the power yourself to change the course of your day and to change the energy that you carry with you throughout the day, which sometimes easier said than done. I totally get it. Sometimes we just need to like chill the heck out and be low energy and that can be okay. 
But other times we don't want to be in slumps where we're low energy for long periods of time. And most of us probably don't live a life that allow us to be super low energy because we're chasing children. And we're also probably chasing, you know, things professionally. And we're chasing our life. Let's be honest. We are constantly on the go and moving in different directions and having multiple demands pulling us in multiple directions, which sometimes can be really exciting. But like I said, it can also be really exhausting. So let's go ahead and dive in and talk a little bit about how to harness more energy. I'm going to start off with the very first, perhaps the most obvious one, sleep more. So sleep is already becoming the newest, biggest, greatest health concern. And I think it's only going to get more and more significant and more well-researched. But, you know, for a long time in recent years, there was a lot of conversation about the dangers of heart disease and specifically with women, dangers of heart disease with women and how it's the silent killer. And then we are in an obesity epidemic. And so there was a lot of conversation about that. Well, the newest trend in medical and health research is looking at sleep and looking at the impact of sleep and how that impacts your body, how that impacts your long-term health, how that impacts your longevity, all sorts of things connected to sleep. So at the very basic level, sleep does give us energy because it is the most restorative thing you can do for your body. But on a bigger, more significant level, it also being well-rested, getting good sleep also will allow you to be at lower risk for many, many different diseases and chronic health conditions. So sleep is like one of those things that it's hard to prioritize, but it's so significant. And I feel like, you know, it's become pretty commonplace, regardless of whether or not you choose to acknowledge it, it's become pretty commonplace to acknowledge that like, yes, like we need to be exercising and we need to eat healthy and those kinds of things are really going to impact our health. But more and more, you're going to start hearing if you haven't already about how sleep impacts your health. And I will say I was so disturbed when the CDC changed their sleep recommendation. I think it's been about two years now. They used to recommend eight hours of sleep a night to maintain your health. And then about two years ago, I think they backed off and they said, okay, now the current recommendation recommendations for sleep are seven hours a night. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, because here's the thing. When we hear eight hours a night, we're like, oh, well, I can get by on six. So if the CDC is telling us seven hours a night, now we're going to be like, "Mm, I can probably get by on five because I'm strong and I'm powerful and I can do it. I can make it work. But here's the thing you can't. This is what happens when we have little kids we get sleep deprived. And so when we have newborns or just toddlers that don't sleep well, and you might even have four and five-year-olds that don't sleep well. So you get sleep deprived. And after a while of being sleep deprived, you don't notice that you're sleep deprived anymore. You just think it's normal. I went through this with Vinny for sure. So I would say like, well, I'm not tired. And like, I'm fine. I'm getting an okay amount of sleep. Like I'm getting six-ish hours a night broken up into, you know, two and three hour stints. And especially when I was going through this awful spurt of nursing around, or uh, not nursing around the clock. I did that for many months as well. But after that, I was pumping around the clock, which sucked. And when I did that, my sleep was really broken up. And I had a lot of anxiety around that. And I'm just not generally a good sleeper. So my sleep was really broken up. So I would be getting five or six hours a night, but it was in these little spurts. And what happens with that is that you get conditioned to that. That doesn't mean that you're not tired just because you don't feel exhausted. What happens is other things start happening. So you might notice a shift in your health. You might notice that you're having unexplained weight gain. You might notice that you are feeling more depressed. You might be more susceptible to things like seasonal affective disorder. You might be more susceptible to things like anxiety 
and depression. So all sorts of things where just your mental health becomes compromised because of lack of sleep. So that can be kind of like in the short term and with, you know, when you have like a few months of sleep deprivation, when you look at the long term, you also have a lot of hormone response to not getting enough sleep. And so you have things like your stress hormones get out of whack and your blood sugar gets out of whack. And those kinds of things over the long haul increase your chances of chronic conditions like heart disease and cancers and diabetes and things that have a really, really big impact on your quality of life and the length of your life. So your life can be shortened by these conditions. Your life can also be your quality of life can be dramatically compromised by these conditions, obviously. So sleep is so important for getting that restoration in. And I will say, I've gone to a lot of sleep specialists. I've talked openly about my lifelong struggles with sleep. And for me, it took finally getting on a low dose sleep medication after trying many, many other things. So I'm not saying that that's for everyone. I'm just saying it's worked for me after trying a million natural remedies and a lot of behavior modifications that worked to varying degrees. But I finally just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I need to get at least six to seven hours of sleep every night, which I was not getting. And I will tell you, it has been life-changing to me to get consistent sleep. To sleep regularly for six to seven hours straight without interruption has been a game changer. That has not been a part of my life for years until I started taking this low-dose medication. And that's been really, really significant in terms of my mental health and my physical health. My workouts are stronger. I am in a way better mood. My mindset is better. I'm way more productive. I don't feel like I need to take naps every day. I was like crashing hard every afternoon. Caffeine impacted me really negatively. So I couldn't really drink coffee because it would make me crash so badly. I like couldn't function by midday and more coffee did not make it better. So I was having a lot of issues. I was having some blood sugar issues. I was having some blood sugar spikes. I also had a hard time getting my blood sugar up when I was eating. So just all sorts of different things impacted by sleep. So prioritizing sleep is the number one way you can harness more energy. And all that means, that doesn't mean that you need to go to bed an hour earlier or get up an hour later. Just start adjusting your sleep habits by 15 minute increments. And there's actually research on this. And this was my medical recommendation that was given to me when I was adjusting my sleep habits was don't make a dramatic change in your sleep habits all at one time because it won't work. You need to make 15 minute increments at a time. So for example, this episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. 
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. If you are used to going to bed at, let's say, 11 o'clock, start going to bed at 1045. So it's just 15 minutes. You won't notice a difference. And then once you've done that for a couple of weeks, then move it to 1030. So you won't notice a huge difference in that lack of time in your day in terms of like, oh my gosh, I can't get anything done because I'm going to bed so early. But also your body will still be prepared for sleep. If you try to go from like 11 o'clock bedtime to a nine o'clock bedtime, you'll just lay in bed wide awake. And then you'll be like me and have anxiety about sleep and anxiety about not falling asleep, which is something I've always struggled with. So you don't want to make really dramatic jumps. Same thing with getting up earlier. Don't change your get up time from like, don't say you're going to go from a 5am get up time to a 7am get up time. Now I also, this is where things become a little conflicted because I love morning magic time. So not that I love getting out of bed super early, but I love having time to myself early in the morning. So I'm constantly kind of juggling like, if I go to bed later, am I going to get up later? And those kinds of things. And oftentimes as a parent, you don't have that gift of getting up later. You oftentimes are getting up based on what time your kids get up. So in most cases, you're actually juggling that bedtime for yourself, which can be a little bit hard to be disciplined with, but the payoff is amazing. It's really, really powerful. So that's the first way to harness more energy is to get more sleep. Number two, movement. So here's the thing about movement. Movement can give you more energy if it's hard movement or if it's restorative movement. So it doesn't have to be like, go get a hardcore workout in. That said, hardcore workouts can give you amazing energy. You get great endorphin rushes. You feel like you can conquer the world after a hard workout. So I think there's a place for that for sure. And I love doing hard workouts, but I also think there's a place for restorative movement, like walking and yoga and maybe even like light swimming and those kinds of things where you're not always making that super hard on yourself. You're just getting a little bit of a reset and a little bit of a refresh physically. So that can be really helpful as well. So the reason movement is really important for energy is first of all, it just helps 
helps you change gears. If you do it first thing in the morning, it's going to help wake you up. It's going to get your blood flowing and oxygen to the brain. Fresh oxygenated blood can be really powerful, really helpful as you get your day started. Midday, if you work out midday, you're going to notice a big energy spike after your workout and evening. So I used to get off work at 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon and I would go straight to doing a workout right after that. And I couldn't go home first because I would end up taking a nap and then I wouldn't be able to move. But I would go straight into a workout and I would literally every single day I would start the workout thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall asleep standing up. I'm so tired because my job was pretty stressful at that time. And I would get going and I would be done with that workout and feel on top of the world. I would get the biggest second win. So my two options at the end of my workday were like, go home and take a nap and be groggy all night long, or go do a workout and start out really groggy and convinced I'm not going to make it through a workout and then end up finishing feeling on top of the world and have like a huge second wind to get me through an evening of being productive and getting things done in the evening and actually like having an enjoyable evening, whether I'm socializing or just being productive at home. So working out regardless, again, if it's harder, if it's restorative is going to give you an energy boost. So really, really notice that taking walks midday, get your kids outside, take a walk, take a walk on your lunch break. Like it can be quick. It can be 10 minutes. I do this all the time. I do 10 minute walking errands. I'm lucky enough to live in a walkable neighborhood. So I'm like 10 minute walking errand to go mail something or to go grab something at the store. I take the dog with me. She gets out. She's like watching me right now. Cause I keep saying walk. <laughs> She's like, what? We're going for a walk. Sorry, Danny. We're not going for a walk, but So these are the things that are really important. Work out hard sometimes, do restorative movement sometimes, use the Aptive app if you need a little support and guidance around that. That will really impact your energy. I swear to God, like my workouts are the thing that get my blood going every day. And when I can't do them, I don't even know what to do with myself. You guys have heard me talk about this a million times. I sound like the biggest workout dork because it's like my religion. But you know what? This is how fitness people proselytize. We're like, I'm just going to keep spreading the word because I really feel like it's that impactful to make movement an important and a high priority part of your day. All right, so let's move on to number three, how to harness more energy, nutrition. I want you to think about feeding versus fueling. So feeding is when you are mindlessly describing what's ever in front of you, mindlessly eating off your kid's plate, not making a lunch for yourself because you're like, oh, I'll just have a little bit of Jimmy's macaroni and cheese and a little bit of Tommy's chips over here and then maybe like go get a LaCroix out of the fridge and call it good. No, 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 no. You need to be fueling yourself. So three important parts of fueling yourself. These are three little tips that I give all my gym members that I think are really crucial. Having protein and produce at every meal. So we call it pro-pro at the gym. So having protein and produce, that's going to fill you up. It's going to keep you full. It's going to give you the vitamins and the nutrients that you need to get through your day and feel fueled and have that food stick with you. So if you just grab like a muffin or a scone that's mostly carbs, that's not going to fuel you for very long. That's actually going to give you a blood sugar spike, which is going to lead to lower energy in an hour or two. So you want to make sure you're getting protein and produce because that will help you regulate your energy because of the blood sugar regulation that happens with those high quality nutrients and macronutrients. So that will help your blood sugar stay more stable throughout the day. And even later into the day, many hours after you've eaten it, So that will keep cravings at bay as well. And it will keep your energy regulated throughout the day. Another piece of this is having protein at breakfast. Aim to get 20 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast. This will impact your food choices all day long. It will impact your energy all day long. It will impact how you feel in the afternoon, what kind of energy you have 
what your food cravings are like or lack thereof. It will really, really combat mid-afternoon and evening food cravings if you get that big protein at breakfast because you will be less likely to have sugar crashes later in the day. So really, really important to be getting those 20 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast. The third piece of fueling yourself is water. So make sure you're getting in water on a regular basis. Here's a goal for you. Aim to drink half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. So that means if you weigh 200 pounds, you're drinking 100 ounces of water. If you're not used to drinking water, that can feel like a lot. So you can work your way up to that amount, but you will notice a difference in your energy because dehydration, even slight dehydration will impact your energy. It also slows down your metabolism. So just everything in your body gets a little slower, a little more mellow systems aren't working on optimal levels. So you want to keep that water up to keep everything else up. That's going to be really important. That's also going to help you with feeling full and feeling satiated throughout the day as well to keep that water on board. Okay. So that's the nutrition piece, getting in your pro pro, eating your protein at breakfast for sure, getting your 20, 30 grams at breakfast, and then drinking your water. Number four, the fourth way to harness more energy is to be constantly learning. So I do this through reading and I do it through listening to podcasts. So things that just stimulate my mind and get me excited about what I'm doing or just make me laugh. So sometimes I'm reading for pleasure. Sometimes I love reading autobiographies. I've talked about this before. Sometimes I'm reading to learn. So sometimes I'm reading things that are really going to inspire me, that are really going to challenge my mindset. Other times I'm listening to podcasts that totally crack me up. So sometimes I'm listening to podcasts that are really funny. And I like listening to like, this is so embarrassing. No, it's not even embarrassing. Why am I going to say that? It's not embarrassing. I'm totally not ashamed. I like listening to podcasts that talk about the Real Housewives. Okay. So Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop is one of my favorites. I think she's hilarious. So I listen to podcasts that make me laugh and give me that kind of energy boost. And then I also listen to podcasts where I can really be learning and learning from other people and what they're putting out into the world. And that oftentimes stimulates what I teach and put out into the world. So that can be really helpful. It fuels me in multiple directions. But I really find that learning keeps me really energized. When I stop learning, when I'm not intaking new information, I lose my inspiration a little bit. I lose my motivation. So keeping up on learning is really important. Okay, number five on how to harness more energy, coffee versus tea. So I just want you to assess your relationship with coffee. And I say this because I'm not someone who reacts really well to coffee. I have a cup a day. I have a cup in the morning. I don't have any more than that. Like that one cup in the morning, I really, really cherish. When I'm not sleeping well, if I have coffee in the morning, I will crash hard later in the day, as I mentioned before. So I really only am consistent with coffee when I'm sleeping well, which you would think would be the opposite, but I can't function with coffee if I'm not sleeping well. So luckily my sleep is pretty stable right now. So I have a cup of coffee in the morning and that's it. Now when I'm sleeping well, I don't crave a cup of coffee later in the day. Sometimes I crave something warm, especially in the winter. So I have forced myself to start embracing tea because again, I can't do coffee midday. Even if I do decaf, it just doesn't sit well with my stomach. So I have forced myself to embrace tea. I love the passion tea, the Starbucks passion tea or the Tazo brand, which is what they have at Starbucks. You can get that in stores. I also love a chai tea, which has a little bit of caffeine in it. And so the passion doesn't have the caffeine. So I like fruity teas and it's funny. I don't like juice at all. Like juice is way too sweet for me. But with tea, I want it like as sweet as possible. Kind of weird, right? I don't add any sweeteners to it, but I just want like as much fruit flavor in it because I don't like the taste of tea that much. So I like as much fruit flavor to mask the tea flavor, I guess. But I really want you to notice, and I don't get any crash from it. So I want you to notice your relationship with coffee because I know for me, having tea like mid-afternoon can be really helpful. Also with tea, the uptake of caffeine 
is a little bit different. So you're not going to have like this quick spike with it. You're actually going to have a little bit of a slower, more sustained energy boost with the caffeinated tea than what you have with coffee. So I actually seen an acupuncturist a few years ago. She's like, oh yeah, like with your body's constitution, you react to coffee kind of like crack. And I was like, oh, hmm, no wonder I love it. (laughs) So she's like, your body is just really not good with very much coffee. So she said, it's not the caffeine. It's just the coffee itself. And so that's what really pushed me to start looking at tea a little bit more. So I have that one cup a day, but I don't have more than that. Okay. Number six, how to harness more energy connect. So where can you be connecting with more people? Where can you be connecting with friends? Where can you be connecting with your partner? Where can you just be having more meaningful connections in your daily life? So one of these options might be phone a friend. So have a phone date with people. I actually have a couple of friends where, especially moms, where we can't just call each other like spur of the moment. So we actually will set times like, okay, I'm going to call you like Thursday at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. after the kids in bed. And we'll talk then. So having phone dates with friends can be great. Also having physical in-person dates with friends or with your partner can be obviously extremely helpful for connection. So connection and energy are huge, especially if you feel isolated in your work or in your family life. So if you stay home with kids all day, like you might feel extremely isolated, even though you have people climbing on you all day. Or people like me, I work from home by myself all day. That can be really isolating. So it can be important for me to connect in different ways. A really great way to connect with people that's like fast and simple, but can give you a little quick, immediate energy boost is to text three people and just be like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hope you're having a great day. And what happens with that is you're like, Oh, I just put something good out into the universe. And at least one of those three people is going to text you back. And you're going to be like, Oh, look at someone loves me. Someone cares about me. Like, and you'll have just this little quick connection, which can be a great little energy boost. So those little things, I actually know people entrepreneurs who routinely get up in the morning and text like as one of their daily goals, text three people every morning just to say hi and like tell them that they want them to have a great day. Because again, when you put good things out, you get good things back. And when you're harnessing energy in that sort of a way, that's going to be a natural energy boost. And then the last piece of connection can also be hiring someone like a coach or a therapist if you need a consistent objective sounding board. So I know when I have coaching clients come to me, they're like, yeah, like I talked to my husband about these things, but I need someone else. Or when I've gone to therapy myself, like I just need an objective third party to like listen to all these things that are going on in my head, maybe give me some feedback, but just listen while I get this all out in the open and like not have it swirling around anymore. That can be really, really helpful. So That's a huge one. Connection, whether it's connection through someone that you've hired or someone who's already in your life, really, really important for energy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Number seven, meditation. So meditation, even for just a few minutes, can really help regulate energy and decrease anxiety and depressive symptoms over time. Now, I'm not saying it's like in place of medication, obviously. If you have, and this goes for all of these suggestions, if you have something significant like depression or like anxiety or you know panic disorders or anything like that, Obviously, I want you to be talking to a doctor and seeing if medication would be appropriate. Or if you're already on medication, I would never say to go off of it without medical supervision. But sometimes just adding in these other pieces can be really impactful in addition to if you're taking medication. And if you aren't at a point where you need medication, you can implement some of these things. And sometimes they can actually work in your favor so that maybe you don't need to take medication down the road. So just being always aware of your own situation with that. I always want to be really careful with giving out mental health advice because I'm not a mental health practitioner. So I want to be really careful that I want you to make sure that you're asking doctors about anything that might have really impact your medical background or where you're at with your mental health. So meditation can be really good for quieting the mind. It can decrease anxiety. It can decrease depressive symptoms. It can decrease just the chaos in your mind. It can also boost energy. And so there's a ton of things that happen with meditation. I'm not a meditation expert, so I can't give you all of the physiological things that happen, but I can tell you that there is ridiculous amounts of research that support meditation for boosting energy and really impacting your quality of life. And knowing that you only have to do a few minutes for your practice to give you benefits. And all it is, is practicing. So every day you show up to meditate and you're just like, I'm just going to try this out and see how it goes. And I always laugh and joke that I'm like an awful meditator, but really the truth is you can't be bad at it. And so I say that like, I'm the person who like, I sit down to meditate and I just start making lists of things to do in my head because it's very hard for me to turn things off. But also what can happen with practice and meditation is that you will learn to quiet your mind and you will learn to go to a Zen place more quickly as you practice. So even if your Zen place is making lists, you will learn how to get to that place quickly, quietly, in a much more subdued and subtle way than when you first started out in a meditation practice. So just little bits of meditation over time can make a really big difference. And I love the Headspace app. That's probably the app that I like the most for meditation, but there's definitely a number of apps out there that are great. But I find that the Headspace app is a really good one for that. Okay, number eight, body work. Body work is really important for energy. Body work helps shift things around in your body. So it helps you release and let go. So whether you're getting massage or acupuncture or chiropractic, any kind of body work can be really, really beneficial for increasing energy, increasing the reactivity of your nervous system and your nervous system function. So super important to be getting body work, especially if you're feeling stuck anywhere. So chiropractic is great for that. If you have someone that you trust for that, acupuncture is amazing. I have done a lot of acupuncture and I love it. I also love cupping, which is a practice that many people who practice acupuncture practice. And cupping is kind of the opposite of massage. So massage pushes down into the body where the practitioner is pushing, you know, using their hands to push on your muscles. Cupping uses suction to pull up on your skin and pull up on your fascia. And what that does is that you get, especially in areas of tension, you will feel a lot of release after it's over. So 
I love cupping on my back, especially. It does leave bruises and circles. They aren't, for me, they have not been painful, but it feels really good. And for me, it's a more immediate release than massage. And the massage, of course, I love massage as well. And massage is great for just relaxation in the moment. It's also great for being just, you know, consistently keeping your body a little more pliable and a little more mobile and keeping any injuries, overuse injuries at bay. So especially like if you're carrying kids on your hip or you are doing repetitive exercise, you're sitting at a computer, all those kinds of things. Massage can be really, really helpful for just keeping you fully functioning. And the more fully optimal functioning you are, the more energy you are going to have. Number nine, light exposure. So light exposure means actually spending time in the sun when that's an option, but it can also mean using CFL lights. So CFL stands for cool fluorescent lights, which is white light, not yellow light. So I actually have in my office, which I got just for doing Facebook Live and doing video stuff, I got a diva light, which is, um, it sounds so diva-ish, but it's this big ring of white light that it backlights anything when I'm doing video so that my office doesn't look really dark and you can actually see me well in the video. But the other benefit of it is that it gives me white light. So there's times when my office can be kind of dark because I'm down in a daylit basement and my office can feel a little dark. If I turn that light on, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the sun is in my office. It's amazing. So there's great research about light therapy. So definitely look into that if you're someone who struggles with low energy or struggles with seasonal affective disorder, or you just don't have a lot of sunlight where you're at. So I'm making a conscious effort to get sun when there's sun here in Seattle. And I've talked to you about my goal of sitting out in the sun for 10 to 20 minutes on every sunny day, or going for a walk in the sun for 10 to 20 minutes. But on days that I can't do that or that there's not sun, then I actually really love turning on my diva light just to get really bright light on me. Number 10, we have two more left here. So number 10, supplementation. So talk to your doctor about supplements for energy. I am not a doctor. I can't prescribe supplements. I can tell you what I do. I take vitamin D. I have a very hard time absorbing vitamin D. And again, I'm in Seattle where there's not a lot of sun. So my vitamin D tends to be really low and it's very hard for me to get it up. So I take vitamin D supplementation and I take drops. I take the Thorn brand and the Thorn drops are really the only vitamin D that I will absorb. I don't absorb pills. I don't absorb under the tongue stuff. Like I have to do the drops and it has to be the Thorn brand. I've tested multiple other things. So if you do vitamin D supplementation, just make sure you're getting your levels checked regularly to make sure that the supplement you're using is actually working and keeping you in normal, optimal vitamin D ranges. Fish oil can be another great one for energy. And, you know, taking fish oil isn't going to be like caffeine, but it's just in terms of like brain function and brain acuity, that can be really helpful as well. So again, talk to your doctor before adding supplements to your regimen. But those are two that I take that just have, there's a lot of research behind them to support supplementing with those two things and to support them being beneficial. Okay, number 11, last one here. So if you stay at home with little kids, you don't need this last bit of advice. But if you sit in an office, you do need this advice. So the number 11 way to harness more energy is to break up your sitting routines. So really notice how long you're sitting for. Sitting is kind of like the new smoking. And there's actually like research around this about how harmful long periods of sitting over many years can be for you. And so look at getting up on a very regular basis, getting up every hour, make sure you're getting up and moving. So there's actually great timers for this. One is the Pomodoro timer. And the Pomodoro timer is where you work, sit working on a task for 50 minutes. That's five zero. So you work for 50 minutes and then you have 10 minutes where you get up and like you go to the bathroom, you grab a snack, maybe you do a couple push-ups, walk 
couple little laps around your house or your office, but you just get up and you get moving. It's not workout per se. It's just movement. Some of that can be taking care of business. Like I said, snacks and bathroom, but then some of it is just moving around. And then you sit back down for another 50 minutes of focus work time. So what that does is it helps your brain reset every 50 minutes, which is going to keep your energy up, but it also prevents you from just sitting for really long periods of time and keeping your body super, super stagnant and super sedentary. Okay. So there you have it. 11 ways to harness more energy, sleep, movement, nutrition, learning, tea versus coffee, connection, meditation, body work, light exposure, supplementation, and breaking up your sitting routines. You got it? So now you're going to have so much energy, right? Because you're going to start implementing these things. So I would love it if you, after you listen to this episode, go over to social media, either on Facebook or on Instagram and post under the post for this episode, post what way you are going to use to have more energy. Because I would love to know how you are going to have more energy to get you through summer, to get you through crazy schedules and funky routines that are a little out of the norm. And I just want to know how this information impacts you. I always love to hear, to get feedback from you and to know what you love and what is working for you. So thank you so much for listening. Last quick reminder that today is the last day for early bird pricing for our summer self-care club. So if you need some support with your self-care this summer, it could actually be needing support in any of the things that we talked about in today's episode. The Summer Self-Care Club is where it's at. So make sure you grab your spot. Go to smamastermind.com. That's smamastermind.com. SMA stands for Shameless Mom Academy. So smamastermind.com. And you will have all the info for the Summer Self-Care Club. We start next week on Monday the 17th. And it will be a four-week program where we just meet together weekly via virtual video conference calling. And we talk over goals and wins and directions that you want to go and new things you want to try. And I just help everyone who's participating get on board toward working towards goals. Whether your goals are really small and simple or they're big and overwhelming, I will be helping everyone get on track working towards whatever goals you want to achieve this summer and whatever habits you want to implement this summer. So I'm really, really excited about that. Again, pricing goes up tonight at midnight. So make sure that you grab your spot over at smamastermind.com. And I can't wait to start working with folks next Monday for that. All right. If this episode was helpful, make sure you share it out. You can go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 143 to get the link for this episode, and you can share it wherever you share all your most fun, exciting information with your friends who you want to help out and support in the world. And I hope that you come back on Wednesday. We have a new interview up. It's going to be great. So make sure that you come back for that. We do have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe to the show by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will allow you to subscribe to the Shameless Mom Academy. And when you're there, you can hit the subscribe button so that you automatically get all of our episodes as soon as they are released. You can also leave a review while you're there. So please do so. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a fantastic day. And no matter what you do today, I hope you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. 
but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.